0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spirekin Monger Review. I'm your host, Zan, and again, unfortunately not with me is my co-host, Mason. Yeah, guys, I know I promised that she was going to be here again. This things have been kind of rough on Masons, end. Give her a break. She hasn't quit yet. She's still going to be around. Just It's going to be a little bit longer than usual. We have a surprise. It's an interview with new up-and-coming author and comic writer, Malcolm Wong. I'm doing this over Skype, so you got to give me a second just to calibrate everything, get everything all good and ready. Okay, hold on. Alright, faithful fans, with me today is Malcolm Wong, the creator of the series Dog Eater. So, first tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the comic scene?
1: Well, that's probably a very um, non-traditional route into comics. I actually started as a writer, so... I was told by a fortune teller that I had uh, writing talent, and this is, you know, at the time that I was making music videos here in Tokyo, and so I started writing novels, and I got representation in New York and London, but I was unable to get published. And then, after a motorcycle accident, one of my friends uh, told me that his mother was a script supervisor. You know, it worked for such uh, directors as Spielberg, and you know, name dropping all this stuff. So. I got in contact with her, I wrote a, uh, an adaptation of one of my novels and then I just kept writing screenplays and you know, being in Tokyo, I'm not in LA, it's very very tough to break in and so mm-hmm. I was entering contests, uh, screenwriting contests and one of the contests that I entered was the Screenwriting Expo which is actually coming up at the end of this month I believe in LA, it's, this was Screenwriting Expo 5, it's now 7, so it was two years ago. I won three awards there. One of the awards was to have the screenplay adapted into a graphic novel and comic book by the Dable Brothers, and that's how this came about. So I'm coming out at it from a very, you know, I think not aiming to be a comic book creator and writer, but that's, you know, kind of like where I am now at the moment.
0: That's kind of, that's actually really cool how it just turned out that you started with scripts from films to, well,
1: this well, it's, it started as a novel. It started as novels. So I went from novels to screenplays to comic book scripts. And uh, if you can take that to the next uh, level, I'm going to be writing dirty limericks for a living in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Oh, no, I actually, I find the story really fascinating and interesting. So tell everyone what Dog Eaters is about.
1: Dog Eaters is it's a post-apocalyptic story. And the way that i pitched it at san diego comic con was you know i we had free preview copies there. I had a couple cute girls and dog eater t-shirts which you can get online at, uh, well actually our online shop is down, but there's a link to the shirts on the dog eaters-manga.com website. We had a couple cute girls from Japan and you know we had these preview copies. The first thing I said was to people as they passed by was mankind failed in its first attempt to transcend the petroleum age and if they turned to stop you know, to sort of like check me out, then I would continue, and some of them just kept walking, of course, because they don't care about transcending the petroleum age.
0: Yeah, a lot of (laughs) con-goers are just very (laughs) single-minded.
1: But uh, the die-off killed 9 out of 10 people worldwide, and this is after when the economic meltdown happens, which we're starting to see in a way right now. I don't know if this is, you know, the beginning of the end, but, you know, something like this happens and you multiply by ten and you can see how much trouble we'd be in. But anyways, Mm -hmm. 175 years after the die-off, civilization consists of scattered nomadic tribes, isolated casino cities, and roving bands of predatory bandits. And this is the world of the Black Dog clan. Oh, that's...
0: So, casino cities this vision it's pretty unique like who would be the survivors in this one out of every 10 people would it be more like criminals or
1: well I just sort of like arbitrarily said you know brought it back to where you know you have to live off the land so I I was thinking Native Americans and also survivors would be safely hidden in high-security penitentiaries you know Mm -hmm. and so These criminals, you know, interbred with each other and they sort of created a kind of a super bad person, super bad people. Mm -hmm. And also, um, there's a lot of secret bases in the American Southwest. A lot of military, a lot of scientists and stuff like that. So you still have science, you know. You still have people with brains as well. And they, you know, they can go either way. And the the whole thing about the society or the, the, yeah, I guess the human society is that it's upwardly or downwardly mobile, depending on your tendency or your what you want. What you want out of life, just like it is now. So you could you could go from being a roach, which is the bad people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if you're a tribe or if you're in a clan and you get kicked out, you could very well, most likely, you would die. But you could become a roach or whatever, or start so your you own have clan. This, you have this kind of mobility between, and the black dog clan are the good guys, and they are mm-hmm. basically sort of Native American in spirit if not in blood itself because it's it's all mixed now and it's, it's still a melting pot you know mm-hmm. but uh... In sort of like that and the black dog clan are a nomadic they run a caravan mm-hmm. between these casino cities carrying you know goods and mm-hmm. they're on their last trade run between these uh, casino cities before they make their own establishment on the gulf and this is sort of like hundred seventy five years after the die-off so we're talking about a period of that it, they're starting to come back around. You know, it's been totally. You know, one hundred seventy-five years is quite a long time when you think about it. If you subtract it from where we are now, you end up in yeah. You the, end up in the, in the eighteen hundreds, uh-huh. and you know that's feels like a long time ago. But you know, so the things are things are coming around again. So they know they have to make that change, and yet you know, so they're making their last trade run. They're let, you know, And they'll have enough money and resources to build their own. And that's where we are when this story starts.
0: Yeah, the first, the preview that's on the website is absolutely, to start off, it's phenomenal. Just the way it starts off where it doesn't give you a lot of exposition, it just goes right into it. And yeah, but
1: it, but it does give you a hint of what's going to happen, I think. In a way, yeah.
0: Well, right Doesn't now... It? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. You first, you first. Um, does it
1: give you sort of a hint of what's uh, going to happen? It's not just action for action's sake, don't you think? Or...
0: No, yeah, no, I agree. It it gives you a hint of where it's going, and I just like that it's actually really engaging. It's not like one of these, just these current comics, like, for example, I hate to bring it up, but Spider-Man, where it's just like, okay, we're just going to throw this... One two three. This this this. It's over. This actually is getting engaged for the first couple pages. I like it.
1: Thank you very much. I think that uh, you see a lot of comic book going to movies. Um, you know, especially now. Uh, this past summer was just incredible with the um, with the Dark Knight and Hellboy two and you know Iron Man and Hancock. The whole there was just one after another and and very successful. Would, you know what they're doing. What screenwriters are doing is they're taking these characters and they're creating. They're using the comic book characters to create the characters that are created, and they're making a making a movie basically. Yeah. But what Dog Eaters Dog Eaters is a screenplay, so it, it has a screenplays. You got to have a beginning, middle, and end. It's got to be tight. It's got to mm-hmm. engage you in the first Come five on. ten. Yeah, and so it already has these rules. So when you when you translate that to a comic book, it. different than a regular or a graphic novel it's kind of different pacing in a way it's it's kind of like the story is much more solidified because it it's a miniseries a six uh, issue miniseries and it has an end so like a lot of spider man or whatever it's like endless you know it just keeps going keeps going so there's no way to pace that in a really organized way I think it's it's hard to do that I mean it's not impossible but it's hard to do that, like, where does it start, where does it end, and that kind of thing. It, it, mm-hmm. it just, that is the, for traditional comics, I think that is one of the things. Like, you read a comic and you go, this went nowhere, great art, but, uh, you know, I don't see, you know, what's going on, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yours is a finite story where you have your whole, where you have everything already laid out, you know where it's going. Is there going to be a sequel, or it's just one story that opening to close?
1: Well, actually, I'm thinking of a sequel now. I've I've started to rough out something, but I haven't started to write anything, but I have something in mind. It's also a tricky thing because my goal is to have this made into a movie. You know, it was originally a movie script, and my goal is to write movies, but as that, you know, get into the legalities of somebody buys this script if, you know, it's a big if, you know, what kind of rights will remain with me, and will I even have the right to make... A sequel you know what i mean it's that kind of thing so my manager says it's just like that it's like you know don't even bother writing it right now because um, you may not be able to you know it may not be yours anymore you know that kind of thing
0: well i hope it does become a film and if you do have creative control over it because i could see it in my head as a movie that trailer you have is just off the chart
1: oh really you like that yeah i like because um did you see it on the uh, myspace tv or did you see it on youtube
0: i saw it on myspace tv
1: uh-huh okay good yeah, that's a better quality one i think
0: just trying to figure out who could play all the characters like lamont and tommy and um tracy well tracy's my favorite character right now from what i've read because she's just a little girl who's in the turret just going ape shit pardon my french but
1: <laughs> yeah she's she's a cool character and you know she would have to be an unknown because she's you know she's young she would have to play early teens Another you know interesting thing is an actor uh, on my space is already like I want to play Tommy I want to play Tommy and I'm looking at him and going um yeah maybe you could yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe. So series comes out November this year next month
1: Next month yes and I think we're going to be a little bit late it was originally scheduled for November 5th but I think it might be a week late so Well um and who's who's distributing it is it just it's being published by Dable Brothers and it's being distributed by Diamond. Okay. It's so it's going through ordinary channels. The thing is, I guess Dable Brothers is still considered an independent, sort of a larger independent. Or I'm I'm not really sure. Really, I'm not really sure how the independents rate. You know, who, how would you how would you would rate Image and you know is is Dark Horse an independent? I don't know, mm-hmm. but. David Brothers are known for their licensed properties, so they'll take The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher, which is, you know, a series of novels, basically, yep. or or Dean Kuntz's uh, Frankenstein. And, you know, so these are, what they're doing is they're adapting novels, which is, again, you know, like Dog Eaters, it's an enclosed story. It's not open-ended, an open-ended narrative. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, beginning, middle, and end kind of a situation. So, In that sense, it fits in with uh, the Dable Brothers, but this is their first creator-owned property, you know, based on the award from the Screenwriting Expo. It's a little bit of a departure because, with uh, you know, at least with Dean Koontz and Jim Butcher, there's sort of a a built-in fan base, but for me... I'm I'm coming out of nowhere, so there's, you know, it's kind of like starting from zero, which is where a lot of, I think, comic people are starting if you're doing independence, It's like, who the hell are you, and why should I, you know, check this thing out? And that's really a challenge right now, to see if we can get the word out. Even if we do get the word out, you know, how many people will actually check it out.
0: Well, I've been telling my friends about this ever since I first started reading it, and when you told me about it, I've been really interested in it. And um, I think a lot of people, if they check it out, if they check the website at com, I think they really will enjoy it. It's a really compelling story from what I've seen so far, and I really want to know what else. And also, I'm interested in finding out more about that one character I saw, the mayor of thir- Three Proms. Uh...
1: Bronco. Yeah. He's a roach. He's a descendant of a roach. So, you know, 175 years... It's basically about, I would say, about five generations, maybe five or six generations. So, basically, when you look at Australia, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Australia, but there was a penitentiary, you know, basically, they, I guess, debtors, not real hard criminals like murders and stuff like that, but, you know, people that are...
0: Yeah, it, yeah un- the un- undesirables from the countries were sent to Australia
1: america was also undesirables too but i mean more on the religious side you know so you get that's why i think you get a lot of this kind of it's still in our blood this kind of uh, evangelical this crazy you know yeah dave duke kind of stuff still still in our you know genealogy to be that kind of people but anyway so he's like six generations five or six generations removed from the actual high security penitentiary itself but he's definitely retained a lot of that kind of wily, not evil, because he's, he's not like Satan. He's just like self-serving politician who has some, who not only does it with uh, politics, but also does it with muscle. So he's, he's that kind of a guy. Mm,
0: yeah. And
1: he, he will be, you will see him in issue two. And that's where a lot of the, he's the main antagonist. antagonist yes.
0: Like I said, I like his design. I'm just was wondering about him because really want to know where this goes, and I'm definitely picking this up. I put it on my uh, orders at my local comic shop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much. It's no problem. <laughs> Th- I should have said this before, but thank you for doing the Spark and Mong review. I really appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And uh, do you have any advice to any up and coming screenwriters?
1: screenwriting yeah everybody has their own way everybody has their own path and that's you know that's what life is basically is dealing with your you know your skills and your limitations you know and and trying to to do the things that you want to do within those these restrictions and also your talents as well being able to explore your talents i guess i guess the thing for me was that you know i did a lot of reading i i didn't go to school i, I have a an art degree in sculpture so that's very different than writing but Mm -hmm. i've always done some writing and when you you know when you start to write it's kind of like well how do i do it you know how do i write a screenplay and got a lot of books you know all the screenwriting books a lot of them you know 20 Mm -hmm. 30 maybe Mm -hmm. and what you got to do is actually try to write a script based on somebody's idea of how to do it so it's like okay first you need a beginning a middle and end okay and you got to catch them within the first three pages because uh, a reader can't be engaged by page three he's throwing it in you know the reject pile and this basically I think that's basically it and then you gotta have a a plot follows that beginning middle and end and I think you also have to have some kind of message that is woven into that that Mm -hmm. is something that you personally believe very very strongly because if you don't believe in something very 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 strongly you're not going to have the energy, the motivation, and the will to finish it and to polish it and to make it as good as it can be as you know as, as good as it can possibly be because it's something that if you don't believe in your heart, then you can't you can finish it, but it, it won't be no it yeah. won't be great
0: no yeah it's that's a very true statement, and right now I'm just grinning because it's just I can feel the the passion you have behind those words. And that you believe that, and that is a very true statement. Sorry, that just came out just very odd. It sounded better in my head. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine, yeah. Uh, but, anyway, um, like I said, thank you for coming on the Spark and Manga Review, and for those of you who are interested, it's uh, Dog Eaters. It comes out November, you said it was November
1: probably around the 12th. You know, I'm not really sure about the production. Um, The letterer is doing, I think, two other books, you know, that is supposed to come out in November, and we were a little late. So, and everybody was a little bit late. So that means that instead of, you know, everybody starting at the right time, kind of like everybody came late. And so it's kind of like school assignment where you wait on three subjects. Study for the test, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So best bet, uh, yeah, around my birthday, which would be the end of November. So that'd be the best. (laughs) I hope it's not that late. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, best time to pick it up, and it's dogeaters dash manga dot com.
1: That's correct. Yeah, dogeaters hyphen manga dot com. Or there's also a MySpace page with uh, that, which is myspace dot com slash dogeaters underbar manga. So there's two places, and I believe there's a link, you know, from one to the other. But the link on the uh, the hyphen manga, you, you have to search for a little bit because I, it's in the blog part. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it's
0: we'll put it on our MySpace the... page, so you can so you can get the video on our page. Oh,
1: great! Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all
1: right. Well. All right. Well. Okay, hey, son. Well, thanks so much.
0: Don't worry about it, Malcolm. <laughs> I hope you have a good morning. Well, for me, it's night because i got to work in two hours. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah, overnight shift. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, you have a very good day. All right. Um, thank oh. you again. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank My best to me. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, and um, have a good night. And hope to hear from you again.
1: Yes. Keep right. in
0: touch. I will, alright? I'll, I'll tell you what I think about the second and third one, because right now it's going to get uh, our highest rating, which would be really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this now, your brain will freeze, your soul will be eaten, and your uh, soul will be forfeit to the great Zolmogustar. <laughs> That's what I give it right now. So, yeah.
1: Thanks so much, Zon.
0: No problem. Have a good one.
1: Bye. You too. Bye-bye. You. Now,
0: that was an awesome interview Uh I hope Malcolm comes back. I hope that I get to talk to him again. He comes back on the show and we can talk more about some of the new issues. I'm definitely going to collect this series, and I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Uh, check out on our MySpace on myspace.com forward slash You'll see a link to Dog Ears. Also, we have the promotional video on our blog, and we have the YouTube video on the front page. Definitely check it out. It's a really cool series, and I think it, it sounds really just like a cool story. I mean, you heard the interview, so... Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Definitely check out Malcolm Wong's comic, Dog Eaters. And, as usual, I'm your host, Have a good day.